for he had founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that had clean hands and pure heart, who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty, he is the King of glory. Amen. Let's read together Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness. And joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. Slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lift up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hands and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature Praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. We'll take our opening hymn together. Praise the King of Glory.
You are very welcome tonight. Tonight, uh, it seems as if we had uh, a long break on our Bible study, but what happened is that we just went into one week with our youths. And I can see some of you where we are singing, praise the King of Glory. I can see you, how you are rejoicing. And I think I took notice of a wonderful uh, girl in her 60s, Dickiness Bimbo. She was just conducting the service as we were singing. So I think she will add conducting to her law degree and join the choir. (laughs) (laughs) What, What an interesting thing. Our song, our national anthem, praise the King of Glory, is so exciting. It is a call to worship where we sing that song and the angels of God come and sing with us. So angels have filled your homes and have sung with you tonight as you were singing the song. Can I just say to us that now we are going to discussion back on our roadmap of uh, Psalm, the Psalms of David. But before I call Reverend Omar, who will come to expound to us what the Spirit of God is saying concerning Psalm 9 and 10, we will be having a reflection of Psalm 8, which was the last Psalm that we had, uh, and a a part of 9, which we did, you know. So I want to hand over to Pastor Tayo to please take over from now. Pastor Tayo, please. Thank you very much, Apostle. Good evening, everyone. I'd like to invite Dickiness Anna to start us off tonight. Dickiness, please unmute yourself. And Good evening, oh, everybody. Sorry, I've got I've got the wrong picture on. So just give me a second. There you go. Good evening, everybody. My contribution is going to be taking from the Psalms eight. Verse 3 and 4. It says, When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moons and stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? Reverend Omar, whilst teaching this chapter, asks us to consider God's wonderful works. He is the almighty creator and he cares for us. That was her quote. And this quote will be the basis for my contribution. In verse 3 and 4, God considers, sorry, David considers God's work. So I paused today and asked myself, well, the time, at the time when this um, topic was preached or taught, I paused and asked myself, what do I consider throughout my day? This may be a question that everyone listening today might want to ask themselves. In this chapter, David considered the work of God's hands, though he may have been hiding or fleeing from the enemy when he wrote the psalm, but yet he did not consider the threats from his enemies. Rather, David considered the work of God, the maker of heaven and earth. Some of God's work could be found in the book of Psalms 19, verse 4b says, In the heavens, God has created, God has pitched a tent for the sun, is like a bridegroom coming out from the chambers, like a champion rejoicing to run its course. We can also consider the heavens and its beauty, God's throne room, filled with splendor and majesty, the wonderful gigantic beings and all God has created with his hands. He has created this magnificent things, but yet he's considered more about us, mere mortals. Despite our flaws, God is mindful of you and I. Similarly, God mentions in Isaiah 4.9 that though a mother may forget her baby, he will not forget us. Furthermore, he has put us higher than everything he has created, focusing on us. 
So some of us pray that God may open the eyes of our hearts and that we might see him. But how many of us actually consider God's work throughout the day? This may be the reason why we see nothing. It seems as if God is through this chapter speaking to us to reflect on our thoughts. We must therefore fine tune our thoughts and our desires, remove our thoughts away from worthless things and focus more on what is important. We must let this be our focus daily so that our dreams will be filled with visions, profound revelations and encounters of God. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Brother Eric, please. Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Psalm chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, which reads, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. The psalmists of the Bible wrote many types of poetry. There are thanksgiving psalms. They wrote psalms of lament. They wrote psalms of wisdom. But perhaps the most important of all are the psalms that give praise to God. David was and still is a fantastic model of the ideal life of praise before God. Unlike many people of today, David recognised that God was worthy of love and praise with all his being, his whole heart, soul, strength and mind. It is one thing to recite that when we are all praying together, but we must not only be hearers and watchers, but doers. David recognised that one's entire being should be directed in affection towards God. In the words of the wise preacher Charles Spurgeon, half heart is no heart, especially when it comes to the worship and praise of God. Some Christians worship God only with their lips. They sing praises and shout to glorify God, but in reality their hearts are far from him. This kind of superficial praise was condemned by Isaiah in Isaiah 29 verse 13, and his condemnation of this was even repeated by Jesus Christ himself in Matthew 15 verse 8. However, there is another type of half-hearted worship that is much less well-known, but still, uh, still plagues many churches and so-called Christians today. While some people do, in fact, have a problem with l- mere lip worship, and while there are others who praise God wholeheartedly, the problem for many is that we do not praise God with our lips very much, if at all, and when we do, it's always half-hearted. Oftentimes, so-called Christians complain on how they think God has been treating them wrongly, they talk excessively about their personal needs and desires, or even gossip and backbite. Paul, when talking to Timothy, made this point very clear in 2 Timothy 2 verse 16, which reads, Avoid godless chatter, because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. We also see this message in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 4, which warns us against obscenity and foolish talk. As Christians, our duty is to be a light unto the world and to do everything we can to propagate the gospel in our own spheres of influence, like we learnt last week. We must always worship God with all of our being, and we should not just be hearers of the word alone, nor among those who cannot tame their tongues and allow salt water to defile their fresh water springs, as James put it. May God help us to let our superficial lip work. May God help us to let superficial lip worship be far from us, to use our mouths as vessels for his gospel and his praise, and to above all serve him with a whole heart always. This we ask and thank you for it is done, as we have asked in Jesus' name. Amen.
Praise the Lord. Apologies for the temporary interruption. Take a spinball, please. Praise the Lord. My contribution is on Psalm 8, verse 9. Reverend Omar told us how David revered and praised God, and that David recognized who Jesus was. And she particularly referred us to Psalm 8, verses 1 to 3. She went further to mention that we must always consider God's work and all the things God Almighty has set up in place for us. Examples in our favor for our enjoyment and use. So we need to see and appreciate his handiwork through the things he made, like the moon, stars, the fish, the birds, reference Psalm 8, verses 7 and 8. And I think there's another chapter in Job, which I can't remember, so I won't mention that. So despite all the things God created, we human beings are different from all the aforementioned in verses 7 and 8, because we are created in the image of God, reference Genesis 1, 26 to 27. And we are beautified by the glory of God. So all these things wash, all these, so all these things worship God in the way they have been created and as God wants them to. We are so, we as image and children of God should do much better. Some of the things I gained from this chapter and that really stood out and astonished me, especially in verse 9 are the way David with emotions, I would say, recognized the excellency of God in all the earth for creating him. David, with tenderness, passion, truthfulness, even eulogized God in this psalm of praise repeatedly. See also verse 1. David called God our Lord, the sovereign ruler of the whole universe, our Adonai. No wonder he was the man after God's heart. This brings to my remembrance, amongst many things that astonished and amused, amused me in one of the adverts of our Youth of Rare Destiny Convention of this year. This was the way and manner one of our youths addressed and eulogized God, saying, My father, my father, I really, really want to that. God loves it when we extol and magnify him. He loves it when we praise him with passion, with love, and also with fear. So should we, so we should marvel and be astonished of the works of God, praise him for who he is, for the excellency of his divine name, character, and majesty. Furthermore, all over the whole universe, his magnificent works are being seen amongst us all, in every nation, tongue, and tribe. God's goodness, transcended power, greatness, wisdom, to mention by the few, are seen in everything. Even scientists cannot comprehend God's mighty works. We should also praise him for giving us dominion over all these things, and with great amazement and gratitude. We should continually love, worship, and adore him, and give to him the glory, humility, honor, and reverence due him. Other things that come to my mind are my God, our God, my Father, our Father, who art in heaven, who loves us. So we need to always embrace and cling to him. He is our shield, our protector, who takes, good, who takes very good care of us. He is our healer, he is our God, our merciful God that we can always call upon at any time, anywhere. Mom, Mom Omar expanded so much on this few weeks ago, concluding, God is our God, our Lord, who also derives pleasure in us, in us praising him and recognizing, especially that 
through his love for us, he sent his only son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to this world to die for our sins. So we must also continually give glory to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, whilst, obeying, whilst also obeying his commandments and submitting totally to Jesus Christ. May the light of our glorious and gracious God continually shine in our faces everywhere we go. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Sister Philomena, please. Uh, my contribution is from Psalm 8, verse 1. This verse of Psalm 8, David acknowledges the greatness and glory of God. It begins and ends with the same acknowledgement of the majestic name of the Lord and how God has set his glory above the heavens. When we get up in the morning, you can see the glory of God through the sun that governs the day, the moon and stars that govern the night. Psalm 19, which is also attributed to David, shows the revelation of God in nature. In Psalm 19, 1-6, tells us how the heavens declare the glory of God and the skies proclaiming the work of his hands. In Job 37, 14-16, Elihu also spoke about the sovereignty of the Lord. God's sovereignty and power is portrayed throughout the Bible in diverse ways. For example, Genesis and 1, Genesis 1 and 2 tells us about the beginning of God's majestic power when he created the world out of nothing. What I learned from the knowledge of God's creation is all that God created is perfect. We should be grateful and appreciative to be part of God's wonderful creation. Amen. Amen. Brother Stephen, please. Adelaide. Good evening, church. Um, my contribution will be taken from Psalms chapter 8, verse 3, which reads, When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What I've learned from this scripture and from the message is the importance of reflection, as what the previous contributors have said. Which is when you don't, when you reflect what the Lord has done for you through one observing, like, so observing what the Lord has done, whether it may be through finances, through education, whatever it may be, it really gives you cause to thank God. As we've heard this saying, if you know how to think, you'll know how to thank. Because when we reflect on what God has done for us, when we look back at where we would have been, if it wasn't for the Lord. For example, if we look at salvation, if the, it's not that we are better than all those who have not been saved yet, it's just by the grace of God that we are saved. Pretty much everything we have in life is only by the grace of God. The, the breath we have in our nostrils. There are many people who are in terrible situations. They, if they're not dead, they're in terrible sickness is not that we're better than them it's only by his grace but that knowledge understand doesn't really come unless we really truly reflect because there's a lot of things we take for granted but when we actually reflect on where we wouldn't we would be without the lord it really gives us cause 
and gives us that realization of how important it is to thank God, which you can see through David's Psalms as he's always reflecting on what God has done for it, whether it be him being saved from the enemy or being crowned as a king. So in a nutshell, my contribution is that it's very important that we take a pause and actually look back at what God has done, no matter how small it may appear to be, and always thank God in every situation since God has done a lot for us. Thank you. Amen. Pastor Debbie, please. Psalm 9-1-2. So this is a psalm of testimony, a psalm of praise and victory over battles. David was inspired to write this psalm when he gained victory over the Philistines. He extolled the wonders of God and expressed his gratitude with a heart of joy and gladness. These are the lessons that I learned from this um, scripture. One, God's will is for us to praise him always, as it is written in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. We should praise God at all seasons of our lives, that is, in the good time or in the bad time. A typical example was Job. Job 1 verse 20 to 21 says, At this Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. When we praise God... Praise actually paralyzes the devil, and it strengthens the hands of angels to minister to the saints of God. Two, our praise must be heartfelt. God honors praises that come from a sincere heart. The Holy Spirit inspired Apostle a few years ago on, the, on this phrase, If you must sing, sing with your heart. If you must praise, praise with your heart. If you must pray, pray with your heart. Anything beside this is noise and unacceptable. Three, we must praise God for, for his name. A name speaks of identity. God's name is a summation of who he is. God manifests himself by the name we, should, we know him as. Mom called these images of God. God is known as our creator, king, judge, banner, refuge, shepherd, rock, Fortress, protector, healer, deliverer, shield, and many more. When we know God's name, we can trust him and manifest, and manifestation comes after. Four, God expects us to show our gratitude to him through testimonies. Two weeks ago, mom reminded us of David's positive speech. She said we should not complain, but be grateful. Moreover, she said we should think and consider the wonders of sight of hearing, of smell, and many other things. One of the events in the last days is being ungrateful, as in 2 Timothy 3, 1-2. We experience God's wonders in our everyday life. The fruit of our lips must declare his wondrous works. God wants to hear the expression of our gratitude to him through our testimony before men. In conclusion, Praises to God from a sincere heart and a grateful heart increases our faith in God and our testimony devastates the devil and his cohorts. 
Revelation 12, 11 says it this way. They overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. God bless. Amen. I'd like to now invite our Father, the Lord, Apostle, sir. Yes, Pastor, thank you so much. And we thank God for all these expositions that we have uh, received from all the members. I want to say again to Rose that when people are sharing what they learned in the past lecture, it's always good for everyone to take up their notes and check. Because something that you miss, somebody got it. And you can add it to your notes. This is the reason why we ask people to share. And also, let me say this, that to share is open to everybody. Of course, you have to be on Zoom to be able to do that. And so we, you, we do that so that we can learn from one another and add more to what the Lord has spoken to us. If I miss something, you got it. If you miss something, I got it. And we can have a holistic understanding. But we thank God so much for this contribution. I want to invite the podium now uh, as our mother, Reverend Omar Williams. I'm sure that she's very pregnant of possibilities. <laughs> like the youth said, welcome with me, Reverend Omar. <laughs> Praise the Lord tonight. Once again, I, want, I would like to say thank you to all of you that uh, contributed in various ways. It's really touching. And as you can remember, last week I said to us, after teaching the book of Psalm 9, I thought there's still something I really need to tap on in that psalm. And I made references to the images and names of God in the psalm. Thank God for Pastor Debbie was able to remind us again. I hope you people noted it down. So the reference to the images was what I was able to actually touched last week, but today I also would like to touch references to the names or what I call the beautiful names of God before we go into chapter 10 because I promise you that I will finish it. And that stems from the verse 9, uh, verse 10 of that Psalm 9. If you will agree with me, first of all, like you all said, this Psalm 9 is a psalm of praise. It's a sign to identify that God is awesome. And we need to praise him for all that he has done for us. A psalm I call testimony psalm. So if you are coming like overcomers to give testimony or you have opportunity to give testimony, this is a psalm that you can stem on as you give your testimony. What does it say from that verse 1? In this chapter, we see David's positive speech in his praise with a heart of gratitude as it displayed in verses 1 and 2. When we give praise, give praise with a heart of gratitude. Let's emulate David's uh, act of praise. He says, I will praise you, I, O Lord, with all my heart. I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful works. Let us not shy away from testifying to God's wonderful works in our lives. I will be glad and rejoice in you. If other people are not doing that, but I, if my friends are not praising, I 
Will praise. If other people are not doing that, I. He said, I will sing praise in your name, in the name of God. Because it is, it's through his name, I will be looking at the images of the names of God. So that you'll be able to know how to praise God. He said, I will sing praise to your name. Almost I. I eat no other God like him. He's the most high God. That's why he said, oh, most high. God is most high. He's the only one that is most high. And in that verse 9 and 10, and chapter 9 verse 10, he says, those who know your name will trust you. We need to know, and I made mention to us last week, that we need to know the name of God before we can trust him. We need to know who God is before we can trust him. So after praising and talking about, telling about all the good things that God has done for him, David mentioned that those who know your name will trust in you. For you, O Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. So what are the names that we ought to know for us to trust him? I gave us an example last week and said that if you know an architect or you know a surveyor, Quantity or land surveyor. When you have house, uh, when you need to build a house, you will call on all these people because you know them as architects. When you are ill or sick, you know how to go to your GP or your doctors because you know their name as doctors. So you put your trust in them. God has put them there to be able to help us. And he said, those who know your name will trust in you. So if you know if you know an architect and you are ill and then you go and report to an architect, then you don't know that architect. You know him as another thing. If he is an architect, he has to do house, uh, house things, house design and all the rest of that. So if you need house design, you go to architect. If you are ill, you go to doctor. Now let's look at reference to images and names of God. And I was able to read some of the images of God to you last week. I won't read everything, but I'll explain a little bit about it to you. In one of the images of God, it said He's a shield. God is a shield. If you know Him as your shield, then you can put your trust in Him. In that Psalm 3, verse 3, I think He mentioned, But you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and lift up my head. If you know him as your shield, you will know that he bestowed glory on your head. He shields you with his glory. When we need him for that purpose, he said, Lord, shield me with your glory. Then you can put your, put your trust in him that once you ask him to do so, he's going to do that to you. One of the images of God is a rock. You can rest on him. You know, we are standing on the verse, on the verse in that chapter 9. Those who know my name will put their trust in me. You know his images, you know his name, then you can put your trust in him. He knows him as his rock. So we can rest on him. We can trust him. We know him as king. Images of God are mentioned to us. I mentioned last week. I said, thank God for Pastor David that reminds us again. Then if you know him as your king, then you, you, you let him rule over you. 
You can trust him to be your ruler. Another image of God, you know him as shepherd. His protection is sure and you are safe. Psalm 23 applies 1 to 6. The Lord is my shepherd. You know he's your shepherd. You cannot want because he's shepherd over you. He's your shepherd. You liken him to the shepherd that look after the sheep. So the sheep walks through the valley of the shadow of death. He will fear no evil because the master shepherd is there guiding. So in case you are going in time of trouble and everything, you know this one of the images of God as shepherd, then you can put your trust in him. Psalm 9 verse 10, those who know my name, you know his name as your shepherd. You know him as your joy, you know him as your refuge, you know him as your fortress. Ever present help in time of trouble. You know him as avenger. Psalm 26, 1. You know him as your refuge. Psalm 46. I can teach all this one after the other. But I just want to, to mention about a few. You know him as your healer. Then you can trust him. When you are sick or ill. You know him as one that protects you. As your protector. You know him as your provider. You can never doubt him. You know him as your redeemer. Then when Psalm 107 verse 2 says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, then you can say so to him. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. Amen. And that's, these are the images that the psalmist and the other part of the Bible used to describe God. Let's look at the beautiful names of God. These are the Hebrew names. Elohim, Adonai, El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah uh, Rofika, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah uh, uh, Eloika, Shama. I, I can teach on all these names of God. But today we are going to take only one of the names. Adonai is a sovereign. sovereign. El Shaddai a sufficiency. Genesis 22, 17. Jehovah Jireh a provider. Genesis 22, 8 to 11. Jehovah Rofika a healer. Exodus 15, 26. Those who know my name will put their trust in me. He said, I will not forsake those who put their trust in me. Jehovah Shama is present. Always present with us. Make a discam. The Lord who sanctified. Exodus 31, verse 13. Jehovah Tiskenu, the Lord are righteous. You know, forgive my pronunciation if I don't pronounce it well. Elohenu, a God. Jehovah Elohenu. Jehovah Osenu, a maker. Psalm 95, verse 6. God, I'm not teaching it now. I'm just letting them know. I'm going to teach all this in one of my, one time to us. The beautiful names of God. Elion, the Lord Most High, if you know him as the Lord Most High, then you can tr- put your trust in him. Roy, the Lord your shepherd, I've told you, Psalm 23, then you can trust him that you will not want. Jehovah Sabaos, Lord of hosts, then you can trust this God of Lord of hosts in times of battle. 1 Samuel 1, 3. Jehovah Shalom, our peace, you can know that 
you, uh, you have peace all around you. If you know, if you know, if you, if you know his name as Jehovah Shalom, that is our peace, then you can know that the peace of God rests upon you every time, even when you are troubled. You just want to see the peace of God around you. Say, those who know my name will put their trust in me. From today, don't forget that Psalm, Psalm 9 verse 10, that we are stemming on on this. But I'm just going to explain one of them to you. Jehovah Elohim, our eternal creator. The name Elohim, according to theologians, they said it occurs more than 2,250 times in the Bible. I have not looked at it, but I just want to trust their words. Occurs uh, uh, more than 2,250 times. Sometimes with an addition such as God of Abraham or Israel, but mostly it is freestanding. And it can be next to Yahweh as well. Elohim is a major designation for God, which refers to deity, but comes effectively or practically to be a name for the true God. The word deity there, divine status, quality, or nature, the creator and supreme being, A representation of a God or Goddess, but our own God is not a God. It's God in, uh, uh, that rules over us. Then, denoting the divine nature of God, Elohim sums up what is intended by God or the divine God. From the Bible's first sentence, the excellent, the magnificent, or the wonderful, or the marvelous, or the, the brilliant, or the supreme, or the outstanding nature of God, you can see in this word, Elohim. You can also see the nature of God's power in evidence, as God, Elohim, speaks a world in existence. And this you can see into a, a, a existence. You can see this in Genesis 1. 3, Genesis 1, 6, and Genesis 1, 9. Jehovah Elohim. He has been from the beginning of the world. And in that Genesis 1, 3, he said, and God said. So if you know him as Jehovah Elohim, like that book of Psalm 9, verse 10 says, those who know my name will put their trust in him. Then you know if that, that if God can create, you also can create in the midst of voidness, in the midst of confusion. You just want to know, Jehovah Elohim, I need your attention at this time. Call him by his name. Put your trust in that name. You will see things happen like never before. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. This is Jehovah Elohim in action. Verse 6 says, and God said, let there be an essence between the waters, to separate water from water. This is God in action. Genesis 1, 9 and so on and so forth. He said, let the waters under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. So if you know that you serve Jehovah Elohim, you put your trust in him, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of voidness, you can act as God acted. Knowing fully well that Jehovah Elohim is with you, 
because and you can put your trust in him. Elohim means God. The name refers to God's incredible power and might. He is the one and only God, Jehovah Elohim. So you can put your trust in him according to that Psalm 9 verse 10. He is supreme. The true God in a world that promotes evil. God is supreme. In this world that promotes evil. While, or in this world that many serve false gods. He is the one on whom we can fully rely. He is sovereign. Jehovah Elohim. He is the one we can completely trust. And bring that Psalm 9 verse 10 to be. He is the mighty one. That is mighty God. Over all our nature. Over this world. And the heavens above. That is Jehovah Elohim. So we can put our trust in him. He is a creating God. Who has worked wonders by his hands. God reminds us that he is Elohim. Every single day of our lives. His amazing power is at work in every sunrise and every sunset. You can see him, Jehovah Elohim. In the way he holds the stars in the sky. And carries his people through difficult times. Exodus 19. 4 to, four to uh, 6. He says, you yourself have seen what I did to Egypt. And how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Jehovah Elohim. So you are taking a journey like our youth in the last week. Journey, the, the, the word journey was being repeated in, 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 the, in, in, the, in the convention. Taking a journey, he said he carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. That is, God will carry you and see you through in this journey that we are in, in this world. It is only God if you allow him to carry you on his wings like eagles. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my commandments, if you allow him to carry you, then you can trust him and fully obey his, command, his covenant. Then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. You'll be special before God. If you know this God as Elohim, you'll be able to release and trust him like Psalm 9 verse 10 says. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. Then we can go and speak about God to nations. If you know him as Jehovah Elohim, then we can speak. Psalm 103 verse, uh, verse 5 says, Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles? If you know him as Jehovah Elohim, then you can put your trust in him. Then your youth can be renewed like eagles. You can be assured you are held by uh, uh, an almighty God you will never have to fear because Jehovah Elohim is present with you. God's hands are strong and secured. In the beginning, God, Jehovah, this is God, Jehovah Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1 1. The heavens are telling of the glory of God and their essence is declaring the works of his hand. 
Psalm 19:1, which our Father in the Lord has told us to 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 to, to, to develop and to maintain or to reflect all the time. His action also speaks of his power. Jehovah Elohim, enabling barren women such as Sarah and Rebecca to conceive, call him. Praying for somebody that has been waiting for long. Jehovah Elohim, calling to the situation. And that you can see in Genesis 18, 10 and 14. When you know him as Jehovah Elohim, when you know this beautiful name of God, you can never doubt him. Those who know my name, verse nine, chapter 9, verse 10, will put their trust in me. If you know him as Jehovah Elohim, you cannot continue to sin and expect grace to abound. You can see the account of uh, uh, Abraham's son, Isaac. In that Genesis 25, 19 to 21. This is the account of Abraham's son, Isaac. Abraham became the father of Isaac. And Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Penuel, the Aramean from Pardon Aram, and sister of Leban, the Aramean. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his, of his wife, Jehovah Elohim, because she was barren. The Lord answers his prayer and his wife Rebecca became pregnant. If you know him as Jehovah Elohim, you don't waste time doubting. You want to stand and say, Lord, I put, according to Psalm 9, make references to all this scripture. That's why we are studying it in the scripture. We are not only studying it for head knowledge. Oh, we know the scripture. No, I don't know much about the scripture. But choose, do what I'm telling you. Just stand upon the word. That's why we are where. We are, we are reading the word. Ezekiel said he tasted the word and it was sweet as honey to him. Taste the, 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 the word of God and see. And enjoy the sweetness of the word by making reference to the word itself. Those who know my name will put their trust in me. That's yet God. And I will not forsake those who put their trust in me. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife. You can pray to God, Jehovah Elohim. Because she was barren, the Lord answered his prayer and his wife Rebecca became pregnant. I speak to many that are trusting God and looking forward to the, to the fruit of the womb. You will be pregnant. Jehovah Elohim has answered your prayer in Jesus' name. Genesis 18, 10 to 19. You can see Jehovah Elohim there. Then the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Jehovah Elohim in action. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent, which was behind him. This is the story we all know. Abraham and Sarah were already old and well advanced in years. And Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed herself as she thought. We can never doubt God if you know him as Jehovah Elohim. After I am worn out and my master is old, will I now have this pleasure. Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child? Let's take ourselves back to the beginning of the Bible. Now that I am old, is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. 
I speak to you that God will return to you at the appointed time and you have your children. If you are trusting him. Jehovah Elohim will answer you. Has answered you tonight. Sarah was afraid. So she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, yes, you did. You did laugh. When the men got up to leave, they looked down towards Sodom. And Abraham walked along with them to see them on their way. Then the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Abraham will surely become great and powerful nation. And all nations on earth will be blessed with him. As many that are watching today, this is what is happening to us. All nations on earth. All nations on earth will be blessed to us. Because we are following Jehovah Elohim. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. So that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. And I assure you today that this is what God is going to do for us. Bringing an oppressed people out of Egypt. Exodus 22. And with power raising from raising Christ from the dead. You can see that Romans 1, 1 to 4. Peter writes in his letter that we believers are shielded by God's power. If you serve Jehovah Elohim, he will shield you with his power. First Peter 1 5, you can see that there. In this name, Jehovah Elohim is fullness of God's divine power. So when you know him as Jehovah Elohim, that God's divine power that is in you, that are invisible, his power and his nature, will begin to be, you, you begin to expose it by taking action the way Jehovah Elohim took action, even in Genesis. Let us demonstrate David's lifestyle of praise in Psalm 9, 1 to 2. Don't forget that we must praise God. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonders. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise in your name. Let us do this all the time. When you wake up in the morning, for even say sunlight, you want to praise God. For raising you because we sleep, we die from the dead. You want to thank God. Amen. Let's tell of all his marvelous things, all the marvelous things he has done for us. I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. Hallelujah. Hebrew 4, 2, I wrote here. For we, we also have had the gospel preached to us, just as they did, but the message they had was of no value to them, because those who had did not combine with faith. Let us combine this message that we are hearing tonight with faith so that we can act on it. Lord, let the word message that I hear be of value to me and help me to combine it with faith. That's prayer number one for us. And that is uh, what ends uh, uh, chapter, chapter 9. I just want to reflect on the names of God. One of the names of God, Jehovah Elohim, is what I've actually uh, 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 looked into. God permits, in order, we'll be, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be looking at it. Let me just quickly go through chapter 10. It's 1 to 18. When we read this psalm, we like to ask ourselves a question I left with you last week. Does God overlook wickedness? Sometimes wicked people will do wicked things around you. Unfaithful people doing unfaithful things around you. And it seems as if God does not see them. 
But you are serving God without ceasing. And it, it seems as if nothing is happening around you. But I have uh, a reply. Uh, something you can hope on tonight for you. In that book of Psalm 10, 1 to 18, he started by saying, Why, O oh Lord, do you stand far off? Since you are living a righteous life, you are doing the best thing in God, and it seems God is far away from you. You are not seeing reply. But people that are not even serving God the way you serve God, they are getting new jobs, they are getting new cars, they are getting new homes. Things are happening around them, and you don't know why. So this coming was asking, why, oh Lord, do you stand afar? Psalm 10, verse 1. Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Even when you go through your trials, your tribulations, your troubles, it seems God is far away from you. And we sometimes ask such questions like this, families, in our troubled times, or when we feel that God is far away from us. In such a time as troubled time like this, it will seem that the wicked is gaining ground over us, and yet they still they are prosperous. This is the, 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 what the, this time he started to write against the, again, the song he was singing again in verse 2. He said, in his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak. Wicked people. They hunt down the weak people. People that cannot help themselves. Wicked men. Hunt, hunt down weak girls. Who are caught in the scheme he devices. He boasts of the craving of his heart. He blesses the greedy. And reviles the, 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 the Lord. In his pride, the wicked does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. The wicked person. Or I don't care attitude shown by the people that are ungodly. But yet, they are prospering. In that verse, he says, his ways are always prosperous. He's haughty. And your laws are far from him. They don't even know God at all. But yet, they are prospering. He sneers at his mocking, a mocking smile at all his enemies. He says to himself, nothing will shake me. Because they are pro- prospering. I'll always be happy and never have trouble. Yes, they show up. Self-centered. But yet God is blessing them. And it seems to you that the serving God with fear and trembling, nothing is happening to you. So that's what came upon this psalmist. And he said, his mouth is full of curses and lies and, tre- and, and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. That's to this ungodly person, wicked person. He lies in wait near the villages. From ambush, he murders the innocent, watching in secret for his victims. He lies in wait like a lion in cover. Like into a lion that covers. He lies in wait to catch the helpless, the other helpless animal. That's how God has ordained it, but God did not ordain this other wicked person to be like that, you know. It's the devil that ordained that. He catches the helpless and drags them off in his tent, in his net. His victims are crushed. They collapse. They fell under his strength. He says to himself, God has forgotten. He covers his face and never sees. 
Can I, can, can I remind us, paradventure, we are the so-called believers. Our lifestyle is so full of wickedness. Our lifestyle is to bring trouble to other people. Our lifestyle is to put people's heads together. Our lifestyle is to hate. Our lifestyle is to do wicked things. And we claim to be believers. Our lifestyle is to put shame on other people that has not even offended us. Our lifestyle is just to demonstrate the action of the wicked. I pray when you read this psalm and look at the, the end of the wicked, he said, but the wicked shall be no more. That's why it says, Arise, Lord, lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. I will pray that you are not wicked. As God will lift up his hand to remember the helpless. Why, why does the wicked man revile or criticize God? Why does he say to himself, thinking in his heart, that God will, call, will not call him to account? Some don't even think it. We have wicked people in the church. They never think of this, but we are reading the scripture so that you can think of this. And avoid to be wicked. And avoid to be killing people with your mouth. And avoid to be gossiping people at their back. And avoid to be doing wicked things and put people in trouble. You have opportunities. Avoid to be doing wrong things to, 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 to nice people. He, he, he won't call me to account. That's what they think. That's what they, they criticize God. And they said, we can do anything. God will not do something. Remember that Psalm 145. Said, but the wicked, he will destroy. Mm -hmm. But you, O oh God, do see trouble and grief. You consider it to take it in hand. The victims commit himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Mm. That is God. Just know. Don't, follow, don't be thinking of what the wicked people are doing or what ungodly people are doing or what people that are careless about God are doing. But always know in your heart. And commit yourself to God and know that is the helper of the fatherless, of the helper of the helpless. In verse 14 and 16, 17, this psalmist acknowledge and realize that God sees and knows all what is happening around us. He hears and listens to the cry of the afflicted. He hears their cry and encourages them. Verse 15 says, break the arm of the wicked and evil man, call him to account for his wickedness. That will not be found out. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nation will perish from his land. You hear, O oh Lord, the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry. Just know God is still God. Even when you are going through times and situations and it seems the wicked people or the ungodly or the self-centered people are prospering. Or they are doing what they, they do just to hurt you. God, Jehovah sees, Jehovah knows. And he's going to raise the standard one day. Verse 18 says, defending the fatherless and the oppressed. In order that man who is of the earth may terrify no more. God is God. Just be quite assured that God is the one that defends the fatherless and the oppressed. In order that man who is of this earth may terrify no more. You will bring justice to the orphans and the oppressed. 
So may our people can no longer terrify them. I wrote prayer here. Lord, raise a standard and bring justice to my situation. Don't know what you are going through and it seems your life is still like that. It still seems nothing is happening around you. And people that are wicked and doing evil things are prospering and they are moving on. Are you sick? Are you ill? Or had bad news about or on your health? Are you trusting and waiting on God for something? And many, many more things that we, that, that, that we want to tell God to raise the standard and bring justice concerning your situation. That book of Psalm, I just referenced it here, Psalm 27, verse 10. It said, though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Mm-hmm. Always know, even though your friends forsake you, you are God's friends. He said he has you in his palm. He neither sleep nor slumber because of you. There are experiences we go through that are similar to that of this service. You will bear with me. There are some experiences that we go through. You work so hard. You do everything and it seems people are still looking down on you, talking against you, and it seems they are shining. <laughs> but there is day of judgment when God will bring everything to account. Sometimes we think that God overlooks wickedness. As we started, that is the word I gave us. Or he does not care about what we are, we, we are going through in life. But he does. That's right. Can I encourage you tonight that God will always carry you along. Let's consider the psalmist question again in verse 1. Why, O oh Lord, do you stand far off? Do you ask God such questions? Does God seem far off to you? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Maybe you have seen you, 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 you're, you're the time of your low estate, according to Psalm 136, verse 23. He said, God remembers us in times of trouble, in times of our low estate. And you think that God is far away. And this time is the thought that God is far away. Why, oh Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak who are caught in the schemes he devises. In verse 1, the psalmist asked God two questions. That was one. Why did God stand up? That is, neglect you or neglect him. Do you feel neglected by God? You must know that the answer is no. God does not neglect you. The second question is, why did God hide himself in times of trouble? And he never hide himself from us. No matter what situation we find ourselves, God does not hide himself from us. Isaiah 49, I think, applies in this situation, and 59 as well. Why did you think the psalmist asked God these two questions in verse 1? As he reflects on the attitude of the wicked towards God in verses 3, to 4 and verse 11 and others in verse 2 5 to 10 let's look at the question that he was asking the wicked boasts of the craving of his heart he blesses the greedy and rivers uh, or condemns the Lord that is the wicked in his pride the wicked does not seek him in all his thoughts there is no room for God that's not room for God. That's the wicked, but they are prospering. 
He says to himself, God has forgotten. He covers his face and never sees. In his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak who are caught in the scheme he devises. Don't just stand and keep on thinking of, of the godless, of what the godless people do, of, of what the wicked do. His ways are always prosperous. He is hurty. That is his arrogance. And your laws are far from him. Don't think about all these things. Just think about the glory of God. About how God is shielding you. About what God is doing in your life. The wicked, he sneers, mocking, that is, mocking smile at all his enemies. That is the wicked. They do wrong things. That to come against the innocent or a righteous person that is serious with God. He says to himself, nothing will shake me. I'll always be happy. I'll never have trouble. When the wicked is troubled already, having guns, you know, to come against people, wicked, wickedness, godlessness, it's in the life of believers as well. Psalm 10 verse 6, they think nothing bad will ever happen to us. We will be free of trouble forever. That is the wicked. His mouth is full of curses and lies and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. Lord, help me not to be wicked. He lies in wait near the villages. From ambush, he murders the innocent. There are people that murder through the words of your mouth. The innocent, the godly, the righteous people. You murder them. You kill them. You knife them with your tongue. Watching in secret for their victims. Watching to bring disgrace on someone that is sincerely serving God. He lies in wait like a lion in cover. He lies in wait to watch the helpless. This is the act of some unbelieving uh, believers. He catches the helpless and drags them off in his net. The wicked, characteristics of a wicked person. His victims are crushed. They collapse. They fall under his strength. In another word, they never change from their wicked ways. And eventually you find yourself in this high but wide road of the wicked. Could you turn back and focus on the narrow way? In conclusion tonight, when evil or wicked people seem to be winning or succeeding in, in their wickedness or their evil ways or whatever they do, all we want to do is to trust God and know and be rest assured that God cares. You want to know as a believer, as a godly person, someone talks about this, that is planted by the rivers of water. You just want to know that God cares, that the breeze that is blowing you, that is making you to be rooted and enjoying. Because you might not see that enjoyment, but you are enjoying as a righteous person. No matter how they backbite from bite or do anything against you, you are enjoying. Look at your place of work, people gang. 
might gang up against you. Just know that if you are a righteous person and you are standing before God, God will fight for you, fight your battle. You must always know that the God we serve is faithful. Even when we are unfaithful, he is faithful. Verse 16 says, the Lord is king forever and ever. God is faithful. He's our king. One of his names that I told us, one of his uh, uh, image, is our king. Let, uh, let him rule over you. Let him rule over your house. Let him rule over your husband. Let him rule over your children. The nation will perish from his land. You hear, O oh Lord, the desire of the afflicted. Verse 17. You encourage them and you listen to their cry. So you see yourself among the afflicted or someone that is going through times and situations. Cry to him. He will encourage and will listen to your cry. Don't always look that is only giving attention to the godless or the wicked or the self-centered person. No. God cares. He has you in his hand. Verse 18 says, defending the fatherless and the oppressed in order that man who is on, on the earth may terrify no more. That is what he does. That is what God does. God will always bring justice to the orphans and the oppressed, according to that verse 18, so mere people can no longer terrify them. God is always near. Though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. In that verse 16 to 18, we see that God answers or hears the cry of those who humbles themselves before him and delivers them. Hold on to that verse, 16 to 18. God answers the cry. Don't always think that it's only the wicked or the godless or the self-centered person or the one with an I don't care attitude. Unbelieving believers that the God is asked, no, 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 no. There's always judgment day for such people. But that are from biting, backbiting, and doing wrong things. And you still see as if they are prospering. No. There's a day for such people. Those that are worldly. And you are serving God. And they say, look, God. There's a day, but we always pray that they will repent and come back fully to God. The psalmist began by questioning the Lord's absence in times of trouble in verse 1. Let me take us back to basis now. Verse 1 of that chapter 10. But he ended his song on a positive note of assurance that the eternal king is involved with his creation. Initially, he said, he questioned the Lord's absence in time of trouble, that God is not around. God is this, God is that. But when he was ending it, he ended it that God involves with, what he has, with all that he has created. That God cares for the helpless. God cares for the fatherless. God cares. For the oppressed. That's verse 18. When we commit every issue that we go through, or every problem we go through in prayer, or we commit a being in a, during the time that we are in a low estate before God, I want to assure you that God answers prayer. That's Psalm 136, 23 to 26. Said to the one who remembered us in our low estate. That is the time when you are going through, God remembers us or remembers you. His love endures forever. And He freed us from our enemies. This is the God that we serve. So we cannot complain. He's always there with us because His love endures forever. And who gives food to every creature? 
His love endures forever. You must always give thanks to him because he's the God of heaven. Just to conclude tonight, I reference the songwriter who says in the hymn, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. We must make sure that we carry everything to God in prayer. When we bring all our problems, all our burdens to God in prayer, we want to be like one of the psalmists that talks about the house of God, was able to picture the house of God as the birds in the air. We go and lay egg on the altar. We soon get there in one of the psalms. Let us lay our burden on the altar. And see what God will do. They, will, they, don't, they don't lay it anywhere in the church because they know anyone can, can touch their eggs. They, don't, they are not so like the ostriches. No. They are not careless like the ostriches. These birds are so wise. They go near the altar of God. And we are the birds. You have to look at the irony of it. We are the birds that go to lay our eggs at the altar. So that it will hatch. Adventure, you are going through times and situations, you find yourself in your low estate. Instead of looking at the godless, the unfaithful, the worldly, the ones that are so careless in their ways of life, the ones that don't even care about God, they don't pray, they don't do anything. They just wake up in the morning, wake up in the evening, doing nothing. They thank God for COVID, they only sit down at home. And they are doing nothing. Even when programs are going on in the church, they are running from teaching to running to city rooms, running back, and they are not concentrating. You don't want to be like that. But just know tonight that God cares. God cares. When next we meet, we, we look at that uh, chapter 11, the unwavering faith in God. But to live with you tonight, just know that God cares. If there's anything you want to take out from here, he cares. He brings justice to the oppressed. And he doesn't allow mere people to terrify them. Verse 18. He's king forever. Verse 16. The nations will perish from his land. God hears the desires of the afflicted. Just know God cares. God cares. We must put our trust in him. When evil or wicked people seem to be winning on our side or succeeding in the wickedness of their evil ways or whatever they do, let us trust God and know and be rest assured, as I said, that God cares. We must always know that God we serve is faithful. Even when we are faithful, He is faithful. In other words, God stands by us, whatever situation we find ourselves. He promised us he will never leave us nor forsake us. He has us right in his path. And he neither sleep nor slumber because of us. There's something you want to take out as you live tonight. Instead of questioning God, God is, does not stand afar. You want, I want to assure you that again. The son said, why, O oh Lord, do you stand far off? God does not stand far off from you. He's nearer to you than you ever expected. Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? God does not hide himself. 
Whatever you are going through is always there with you. In the midst of voidness, turbulences, he's always there. You just want to know him as Jehovah Elohim and you call his attention. Sometimes it might be difficult because it seems while you are speaking, he's not hearing because you are not seeing the result. But I tell you, the result is there. In his arrogance, referring to the wicked man, hunts down the weak who are caught in there. Let us not be full of complaint. God does not stand afar from us. We are not neglected by him. God is always with us in times of trouble. These are the answer to the question. He will never hide himself from us, no matter what situation we find ourselves. I rest my case tonight. May the Lord hear a cry while we call on him in Jesus' name. Amen. Pass on to our person. Wednesday, I'll meet with you on this altar. We are going straight to chapter 11. The Unwavering Faith. I titled it. God bless you. Why don't we lift up our voices together and just thank God for the revealed word today. Thank God for the revelation that God has given us today. Thank you. About those who know they are God. And the what you know about God, give God the praise and honor and glory. Lord, help me to Father, we are magnify your name. Help my heart. He is to God, your healer. God. He is they God, your provider. He is God, your protector. Thank you for being my refuge. He is God, your refuge. Thank you for being my fortress. The very present help. Yes, Lord. He is Elohim. Why don't you give God praise? Lord, I He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yes, Lord Jesus. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Why don't you thank God for the revelation of heaven that you have received tonight? Thank God for his mercy. He is the one who heals you. He is the one who protects you. Yes, Lord. He is the one who cares most for you. He will never abandon you. Thank you for Why don't you give God the praise? Like Why don't you thank God? Thank you, thank Why do you thank God? Thank you, thank you. In the days that oh, you see you are not God, hearing God, God it's because he's carrying you in his hand. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we glorify your name. Lord, we exalt your name. Lord, we magnify your name. Ever-present help. Ever-present help. Ever-present help. Thank you for Ever fighting Father, we exalt you. Father, we exalt you. Father, we exalt you. Father, we exalt you. Father, we bless you. Father, we glorify thee. Lord, we give you the praise and honor and glory. We magnify your holy name for mercy. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your glory. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Our battle has been the days of battle. Thank you for being my Lord. Thank you, Lord, who always gives us victory. Father, we bless you. The Lord is King forever and ever. The nations will perish before His name. Lift up your voice and bless. Bless his name. Thank you for being my shield. Chapter 10, verse 15. The Lord is, 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 is King forever. He brings the arm of the wicked and the evil one. Calls to the account for those for his, for his weaknesses. That God is our God. 
Yes, thank you for reigning forever, oh God. Thank you for the opportunity of your kingship. Bringing me close to you to rule, to reign forever. Thank you for the crown of grace that you are giving to me, oh God, that continues in eternity, oh God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' anointed name, we pray. We are going to pray. He says, Arise, Lord. Lift up your hand, O Lord, O God. Do not forget the helpless. You are going to pray that verse 12. You are going to tell the Lord, arise, O God. Lift up your hand and do not forget me. Lift up your voice. Lord, arise, 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 arise. We have lift just up few your weeks, hand. Lift up your hand, few days God. rather to go. Oh, do not and this month is over. Arise, Let God arise. arise, arise, arise Let arise, God arise. Arise, arise, arise. Tell the Lord, arise on my behalf. Arise on my behalf. Lift up the hand of God arise on my behalf. of the helpless. Arise on my behalf. Lift up my Don't hand. Everyone God. among us yeah, that are helpless, yeah, that people yeah, have raised with war against. Let us pray that God will lift up their hands. In this very season, fight for them, O God. Fight for the helpless among us. Fight for the helpless among us. Fight for the helpless among us. Our God and King arise. Our God and King arise. You are the one who knows our trouble and grief. Let us tell the Lord, attend to our troubles. Attend to our grief. Oh Lord, deliver those who are victims among us. Deliver those who are victims among us. Deliver those who are victims among us. Destroy the spell of the enemy that it will not be able to cancel anymore. Anyone that is bound, let us pray that God will lose them. God will break the yoke of the enemy. God will destroy the shackles of the enemy. Lift up your voice and pray. Let God arise. Let his enemy be shattered. Let God arise. Let his enemy be shattered. Rush those who are the who are the afflictors. Deliver their victims of God. Deliver the victims of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Arise, O God. Deliver your people, Lord. Send deliverance. Send deliverance. Send deliverance to every house. Send deliverance to the oppressed right now. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that the hand of God will reach every family. That the hand of God will reach every house. That the hand of God will reach every life. That the devil are devastated. We pray release, release, release from heaven. We pray release from heaven, release from heaven. Let God arise. Let God arise. Let God arise. Let his enemy be shattered. Let his enemy be shattered. Let the righteous be glad. Do not forget the helpless, O God. Do not forget the helpless, O God. Do not forget the helpless, O God. In the midst of us, anyone that is in a position of helplessness, Father, is attend to their cry. Begin to praise us for them, that the Lord will arise and help those who are helpless among us. Lord, arise in whatever area they have been rendered helpless. Father, tonight arise. Lord, arise tonight. When they go back tomorrow, Lord, let them be vindicated. Let them be vindicated. Those that the enemy has raised up false accusers against them. Father, arise and free them, Lord. Deliver them, O God. Deliver them, O God. Break the arm of the wicked one. Break the arm of the evil doer over our life. Begin to pray. Every evil doer over our hand, Lord, break their hand. Father, cut their hand short in the name of Jesus. Destroy the weapons assigned against us by hell. 
Lord, call the wicked to account over us. Call the wicked to account over our children. Call the wicked to account over our family. Call the wicked to account over our life. Break the arm of the wicked. That is what it says in verse 15. And destroy the arm of the evil doer. Though the devil has said to do us evil, remove power from their hands. Father, break their arm, O God. Destroy their weapon. Call them to account today, 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 tonight. Call the wicked to account, O God. Call the wicked to account. Arise, arise, arise. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that your name be exalted. Hear the the desires of the afflicted. Tell, pray to God. Hear the desires of the afflicted, O God, and encourage them. Let God hear our our cry. Whatever you are crying to God in your secret, pray that God will answer your cry. He says, you hear, O Lord, the desires of the afflicted, and encourage them, and you listen to their cry. Tell the Lord, listen to my cry, Lord, tonight. Listen to the cry of everyone, O God. Listen to the cry of everyone. Because you hear, O Lord, the desires of the afflicted. Hear the desires of the afflicted, O God. Encourage us in this week, Lord. Encourage us in this week. Tell the Lord, encourage us in the areas of our need that God will move. In the area of our need that God will show himself mighty. Defend the fatherless, O God. Defend the oppressed among us, O God. In order that man who is of the earth may be terrified before us in the name of Jesus and they will not terrify our people anymore in the name of Jesus those who have been terrified among us set them free those who have been bound will command them to lose in the name of Jesus those who are sick will command them to be healed in the name of Jesus arise O God hear the desires of your future encourage them Lord hear our cry O God and send encouragement from heaven. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word that we have heard. That songwriter says, Lord, thy word abided, our footsteps guided. That which you have heard today will guide our footsteps. Amen. That which you have heard today will destroy the Babel of the Tower of Babel of Satan in our hearts. Mm-hmm. That which you have had today will destroy mm-hmm. everything that the devil has planted in our soul. Amen. That which you have had today will destroy whatever the devil has planted in our attitude mm-hmm. that, 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 that seeks to destroy us in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It will purify our hearts and mind and soul. Mm-hmm. It will transform us into what the word of God is saying. We shall not eat the delicacies of the wicked. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, you assign your message at the door of our mouth and at the door of our heart and mind that Satan will not overcome us by our thoughts any longer. Neither will he overcome our lips any longer. Assign your message at the door of our lips, O Father. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May the grace of heaven follow you. May the glory of God not be shut away from you. May the presence of God surround you everywhere you go. As you are going to the end of the month of harvest, you will harvest from where you did not sow. You will harvest from where you have sown. Your labor shall not be filled for fire. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is written, the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be, as I purpose it will stand, the Lord will establish his purpose for you, and he will fulfill his plans for you. The Lord will grant you resources in this time. He will hear the cry of the destitute. In whatever way you have been destitute, may the Lord answer your cry today. 
whatever need in your life that you have been crying to God, the Bible says you will have plenty to eat until you are full. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has summoned you by name. Never again will my people be put to shame. Joel chapter 2 verse 26. I decree the name of the Lord. Abundance into your house. Abundance into your life. Abundance into your spirit. Abundance into your soul. Abundance of power of God from heaven. Abundance of manifestation of glory. Abundance of wealth of this world. Abundance of finances in the name of Jesus. Abundance of manifestation of the gift of the spirit. Abundance of souls. Lord, we pray. Let every house of God be filled, trodden down by the feet of men. Let there be revival among the kingdom of men in the name of Jesus. Father, we bind the devil concerning the heart of mortal men. We lose mercy, mercy, mercy from nation to nation, from nation to nation. Let there be revival on earth. Let there be revival in Afghanistan. We pray for the people now. There is no better time to visit them, Lord. This is the most crucial time. Let your spirit move in Afghanistan. Let your spirit move in Afghanistan. Father, show your mercy to Afghanistan. The Taliban invade the midst of them. Let them begin to see a vision of Jesus Christ all over the place, oh God. Have mercy on the destitute. Have mercy on the destitute. Have mercy on the destitute. Lord, pass through Afghanistan. Lord, pass through Afghanistan. Let the story change. Let the story change. Let the story change. Break into the midst of them. Mashkaraba Santa area. A revival that dead will rise on the street, that live will walk, that will destroy the powers of Satan, and will destroy the grip of the enemy. In that enclave, oh God, mercy, 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 mercy. Lord, mercy, 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 mercy. Let your light shine in the name of the Lord of hosts and bring your will to pass over that nation. We pray for nations of the earth that have been oppressed by Lucifer. Father, Lord, intervene. O God of war, let your power move in those nations. Break the cartels of Satan. Father, in the name of Jesus, let the, the paper be flipped over. Lord, let the paper be flipped over. In the name of Jesus, a new page will be read on us. A page of oppressors destroyed. A page of the peace of God revealed. A page of the revival of the Most High. Let it fill the whole television. Let it fill the whole social media. Father, pass through the land that you have created and obstruct all the news of Satan in the name of Jesus. Let your manifestation shut down the, the, the news of the devil. Empower your church, O oh God. Empower your people, O oh God. Engrace your people, O oh God. In the name of the Lord of hosts, let fresh anointing and fresh unction of heaven, let it rest upon your church global. <clears throat> let it rest upon your church global. Let those who are falling arise. Let those who are falling arise. Revive those who are weak. Revive those who have been dead. Bring them out of their dunghill. Lord, putting clothes upon them. Then another skin of God, putting the wind into them, putting the spirit of God into them. Let them begin to rise a mighty army from every continent of the globe, from every city of the globe, from every nation of the globe. Let them see the hand of mercy of the Most High. Jesus, pass through your nations. You are the one who created the lands. God of glory, let your glory be seen upon the face of the earth. Manifestation of the sons of God all over the whole world. Lord, let there be heart transformation in our land in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we bless your name as you have numbered us among the harvesters in the end time. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we have prayed. Amen, amen and amen and amen. Pastor Tyler, please.
Thank you very much, Apostle. And indeed, thank you very much, Mumiuma, um, for the teaching tonight from the Book of Psalms. It's our midweek service, and we have an opportunity to bring an offering to the Lord. This is our tithes and our offering. If you would like to prepare your tithe and your offering, um, please do so. The details of our account details are being projected on the screen. Um, as we speak, a number of us would have those details already. If you're joining us from outside the United Kingdom and you would like to give to the work of the Lord in Christ Faith Tabernacle, please visit our website, www.cftchurches.org, and you will be guided on the, on, on, on the website as to how you could donate to the work of the Lord in Christ Faith Tabernacle securely. And when you do that, please send us an email as well to say that you've been you 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 you've been a part of Christ Faith Tabernacle and let us know where you're joining us from from time to time. I specifically like to welcome anyone joining us for the very first time today. If this is your first time, you might be on YouTube, on FCC, or indeed on Zoom. Please send us an email to admin at cftjudges.org and let us know that you have been in, in with us today. If you'd like to join us, we'd like to invite you for a, a live worship if you're in the United Kingdom, indeed if you're in the greater London area. Um, we have two services on Sundays. First service at Bethesda Building. 56 to 62 New Cross Road, London, SE 14, 5 BD. It is at 8 a.m. each Sunday. And we have another live service at the Cathedral, 186 Powys Street, London, SE 18, 6NL. And that service is at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Whilst on the subject of meetings on Sundays, I'd like to remind us that Tomorrow, Light of the World will be having a meeting after the prayer session at 8.30 p.m. Um, and on Friday, please remember everyone that we meet at 11 p.m. And next week, we are having the, the Holy Ghost Convention. Holy Ghost Convention starts next week, starting effectively on Sunday, the 22nd of August 2021, all the way through to the 29th of August 2021. A week filled with God's goodness. We'll be having the weekly meetings during the course of the week. The daily meetings will be on this platform, on the Zoom platform, our usual time of the prayer sessions, all through Monday, all the way through to Friday. Friday's our overcomers meeting. And on Friday, we'll be meeting at the cathedral. And the start time is 8 p.m. on Friday, the 27th. Um, which is also linking into a bank holiday weekend. So there's a lot for us to thank God for this year, and God is doing awesome things in our midst. If you've prepared your offering, I'd like to just invite Apostle. Please bless our offering, sir. Yes, thank yes. you. Father, we thank you for the privilege and honor you have given to us to bring an offering to you. What a great honor, Lord. This is a holy offering that is brought by a holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. Amen. 
according to the book of Malachi chapter 3, you said, bring all your tithes and offerings to my storehouse. Test me in this, if I will not open the floodgates of heaven. So by obedience, Lord, I declare the floodgate of heaven open over us. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And you said, I will destroy the vara, the pests from devouring your crops. I stand on your promise to go by that by our given. I command the virus to die Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You said that, you know, we will lend to nations and borrow from none. Amen. Father, the grace to overflow to the place of lending to nations. Yes, Lord. Lord, we receive them abundantly into every life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we cast their young and none shall be barren in your land. Amen. I speak fruitfulness to every barrenness. And I decree long life to everyone, full lifespan. Mm. Father, we bless and glorify your name that you have healed the chest infection. Thank you. I thank you, Jesus, because you have healed the chest pain. Mm-hmm. I thank you for removing that pain from that chest, even from this hour. Mm-hmm. Everyone that have terminal diseases, I thank you that they are receiving their healing right now. As you wire them, oh God, into your, your healing pool in heaven. Mm-hmm. And pass your blood into their blood, destroying every blood disease, destroying every misfunctioning of heart and changing the heart and the valves of the heart. Lord, restoring bladder, new bladder receiving in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, healing took ache at this very hour and healing the jaw completely, the decaying jaw, releasing a new jaw to replace the decaying jaw. Lord, I bless your name for touching the uh, abdominal of somebody and you are flushing that abdomen for every constipation or excess gas in the body. You are bringing healing to the chest and no more heartburn. Every pain in the leg area, every pain in the wrist, Heal right now, my shapa barate. It is the will of God that we may live a healthy life and enjoy, enjoy, we may prosper and enjoy good health. And so, Lord, we receive prosperity from you and we receive good health at the same time. Blessed be your holy name, O God, for making us whole as we ask in Jesus' anointed name. Amen and amen and amen. Well, it's a great um, honor to have to worship with every one of you and also to um, preside over this glorious household of faith. If you are joining us from anywhere, Pastor has welcomed you. May the Lord continue to bless you. Please remember, Momiuma and myself all the time in your prayers so that our word will not fall to the ground. That's the prayer I need to pray for us. That God will continue to honor our voices and give us more words, more revelation unto everyone so that our word will not fall to the ground. And the Lord God of grace will continue to bless you also in all your endeavors. Shall we now just bring this minute to a close as we lift up our right hand and read from the book of Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us 
that which is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Second Corinthians 13, 14. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and evermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Stretch your hands forward. Let me read blessings of the Lord upon you. Father, we thank you for all those who have their birthdays today. We pray for long life for every one of you. Amen. We pray that the book of remembrance shall be open concerning you. Amen. We pray that the glory of heaven will fall upon you. Amen. We pray, Lord, that the Lord will have compassion on you. Amen. And all the good desires of your heart be granted. Amen. Our God and our King, we pray thee that you will grant to the, these people that this new year they are going into will be the best year they ever live. Amen. The spirit of counsel, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and discernment will rest upon you. Amen. And as you enter the new year, it will be the most glorious year for you. Amen. But your tomorrow will be greater than your yesterday. Amen. And better days shall come ahead of you. Amen. I ask that you will anoint them with power and grace of heaven. So that they will succeed in everything they lay their hands on. Lord, we pray also for those who remember their married day today. May the Lord embrace you. May the Lord empower you. May the Lord enable you. And may he arm you with strength. The wisdom to build your house. And the knowledge to run and fill the house with good things. May God command peace. In your borders, Amen. in Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying. Amen. Now, to everyone, I say, May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. Amen. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Amen. May He send you help from the sanctuary and Amen. grant you support from Zion. May He remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offering. Amen. May the Lord give you the desires of your heart. And make all your plans succeed. May we will all shout for joy when we are victorious and we lift up the banner in the name of the Lord. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he look at your request from January and open a book of remembrance concerning you. And fulfill your days, even as you wake up to tomorrow. And may the God of Bethel reveal himself to you as he did to Father Abraham and to Jacob. May you see the glory of the Lord. Amen. Thank God for your daughter, sister Lucy, who is 25 today. 25 is half of Golden Jubilee. May you see many years in the land of the living. Amen. And may the Lord compensate because 25 is a significant age. Mm. As you have worked with the Lord at the age of 25, mm. you will never see anything that will hinder you mm. or derail you from serving the Lord your God with upright hands. So shall it be unto you. Mm. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. Amen and amen. Shall we close together by singing? That shall be shouts of blessing, it will fall in your house.
shall be unto you according to your confession.